I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they murmured, Is not this Jesus the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? And Jesus continued, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which I shall give for life of the world is my flesh. We are continuing the reading of the Gospel of John, chapter 6. Ihe Jesu na kizanyi na John chapter 6, odokporopo. Onwotaya, adigohwe. Ihe Jesu ye, bokukwe. It is not easy to understand what Jesus meant by these affirmations in John's Gospel, chapter 6. And they have presented difficulties even to many Christians today as they presented, as they were also, to the Jews who listened to them for the first time. Jesus promises us eternal life, life of the resurrection. This is one of the things we often forget, that Christianity is not just about being well in this world and living well. Obezuku. Na jesu na kizuna it is all about eternal life, life with God that does not end and is not broken by our natural death. These days, there is the temptation because we have too many problems on earth. So we have the temptation because of the number of problems we have on earth, to think that our discipleship, our being followers of Christ, our being Christians, is just about our problems being solved here and now. And that is why the more problems we have in a society, 
the more incapable a government is to provide the needs of its people, the more misery there is among the people, the greater the multiplication of the number of miracle centers. Obun Sobudune Nigeria Ne Vuto Kanda Momani Pere O Kore Bube Makaneso Bukariaka Government Targi Hedenea, Ubudargi Hedenea, or Gabasos or Chukuba in Cherihu. And that is correct. Ainche Chukuihu Mane Ihe Chukuna Chone Kanye. Or he took Nichina and you who are Piacutanani. Abogo saw some men so buying a war belete. No, but Abogo didn't answer where he belete. Anya Mata, no, we're in Bozo, Chukuna, Runanyaka, Nendo, Ka. It is good that we turn our attention to God in times of difficulty, but whatever we receive from Him, in such times, is only an indicator, a pointer to something greater. So yes, when we are downcast and oppressed, we should always remember the invitation of Christ. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Come to me, all of you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Biakutenumu, Unobundine no Nansubu Agame Nunezumike, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And that was the case of Elijah. Elijah had a conflict, a confrontation with the prophets of Baal, the false prophets. And after this routing defeat of the prophets of Baal, in the book of Kings, first book of Kings, chapter 18, Elijah did something extra. And I think that was not right. Because I always warn you, admonish you, be careful when God shows his powers through you. Because if you are not attentive, if you are not careful, you may think the power belongs to you. Elijah summoned all the prophets of Baal. And he told them, offer your sacrifice and let your God come and take it. And when that did not happen, he offered sacrifice, poured water on it, and God came and consumed the offering to show the people of Israel that God is God and Baal is just not God. Elijah felt triumphant like some of these so-called men of God and women of God attributed to himself powers he did not have and decided to kill those prophets. Who told Elijah to kill them? Jezebel, I will deal with you. Elijah, Mosso, Ve. Egagba Conogan. 
And you see, this was also what happened to Moses. Moses, who was already so trained as to understand the mind of God, when he was told to take his rod before the rock, went and struck the rock twice. Don't add your own. Do what you have been asked to do and disappear so that God will take the glory and people will be drawn to God, not to you. Elijah realized he was in trouble and he wanted to die. It often happens. In your family, trouble. It may be wife, it may be husband, it may be mother or father, it may be children. And yet the person you are trying to help and please sees nothing positive. Every second, because he didn't want to spend money and he didn't care what will happen to Kechuku. The same way, if you want to die, Jerashua, Onyezruje Zoye Nashua, Nahubulu, Rute Nashua ga wongi uwa na wogda nundu wa mwa inji hengoro. Si ane jige darne lungu monguma, mwa insine kikbo. Ya dondu e mege nozo, ha <laughs> Elijah wanted to die. He said there was no point living. But God knew it was only a sign of frustration and came to meet him. When you are in that type of spirit, in that type of mood, in that type of depression and discouragement.
The problem is that often we concentrate on ourselves and what is happening around us. But if we were to listen to the voice that comes from God, if we were to be quiet for a moment, Elijah fell asleep. It is only in the silence of the heart that we can hear the still voice of God. Elijah was silent and he received food. Food that strengthened him for the journey. And that journey for 40 days led him to where he encountered God face to face. Jesus tells those listening to him, all of us, yes, you are hungering for food. You are looking for me, you remember last Sunday, because you want food. But I want to tell you, there is something you are really looking for, which is not food. And I can offer you that. No longer the food that you will eat and be hungry again, but that food that will make you live forever. And this food, he says, is my flesh. Unless you eat that flesh, you will not have life in you. But if you eat that flesh and drink that blood, then you have the seed sown in you for the resurrection, for eternal life. And the Jews said, no, how can this man, why Joseph, tell us that his body, his flesh, his food that comes down from heaven. Of course, as I always say, they didn't know him. They thought he was the son of Joseph. My body, my flesh is food. Food which, like the food Elijah ate, gives you strength, gives us strength in the moment of discouragement. Our attitude to the food that God gives us is that of distraction and lack of attention. Very often, as I said earlier, many Christians don't even accept or understand what the food that Jesus is talking about is. We know that for those Christians who don't accept the Eucharist, as the sacrament of body and blood of Christ, they will always tell us that the food Jesus was talking about was the word of God. The word that he has spoken. Our being united with him by listening to his word. Yes. But there is something we forget. The word was God's presence, first presence in the world. The first way that God became present in the world was through the word. Now, 
manakachuku kechero wake mamado oku nkechukwa weburu mado john na gwanye john chapter 1 verse 14 the word became flesh and dwelt among us so the moment that word became flesh jesus did not say unless you eat my word he said unless you eat my flesh and the Jews said, no, this is not possible. And I always say this, I explain this time and time again. Certain times you ask a question and Jesus does not answer it. God does not answer it immediately. This time they said, how can this man who is only son of Joseph tell us he came down from heaven? Unless you eat my body and drink my blood because I came down from heaven. The answer, I will always remind you, comes from the moment just before he sat and suffered and died. Matthew chapter 26 from verse 26 to 29. Luke chapter 22 from verse 17 to 19. Before he suffered, he took bread, gave thanks, and told them, This is my body. He gave, took the uh, cup of wine, gave thanks and said, this is my blood. And I will always remind you, Paul was not there. But while writing to the Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, he said, what I received, before he suffered, I was told that before he suffered, he took bre bread and took wine and said, this is my body, this is my blood. And Paul goes on to say, anybody who eats this body without discernment is eating his own condemnation. So it is that bread and wine that he blessed at the last supper that is now his body and blood that we eat to encourage us in our journey to the Father and also to sow in us the seed of the resurrection of eternal life. All of us know now, not every food, all of us are hungry at some time or the other. As human beings, we are often hungry, but we should know that not every food gives us life. Some food items are not nourishing. Some are poisonous. So it is not just enough that you are hungry and you find food. You have to ask yourself whether the food you found and you want to eat is nourishing. Or whether it is what your body needs at, this, that, at that time. 
Sometimes when people don't find good food, they eat junk food. The same thing happens with our spiritual life. We are spiritually hungry. If we don't find good spiritual food, we fill ourselves with junk spiritual food and we get spiritually sick. The Eucharist, that word that became flesh and is left for us in the sacrament, that is the food that gives life. That is the food that prepares us for eternity. Living bread gives life. Bread that is deadly gives death. It's only living bread that gives us life. Jesus tells us clearly. And I want to remind you that this gift of the Eucharist is the greatest gift that God has given to us. Not only for our feeding, but also to tell us he is forever present in our midst until we come face to face to God. That is why most of the temptations that the church has, most of the confusion that we experience in the church, most of them will start around the Eucharist. Adoration of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. It has become so many things for so many people, and so many people, even at Mass, don't know what they are doing. And including some priests have become sources of confusion around the Eucharist. I am the bread of life. Come down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread, which is my flesh, will have eternal life. But don't worry, some other thing Jesus said, especially if you are having some difficulty in accepting this. That thing is important to us. He says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. That is important. Now, use another verb and make it passive instead of active. No one can come to me unless he is attracted by my father who sent me. Now, what does that mean? Because, well, I have no faith in Jesus because the father has not given me faith. No. Faith in Jesus, listening to the word of Jesus, finding Jesus is possible for everybody. But you need to be attentive to the voice of the Father. You need to be attentive to the voice of the Father. Matthew chapter 11 verse 17, verse 27, and Luke chapter 10 verse 22. No one 
knows the son except the father. Just as no one knows the father except the son and those whom it has pleased the son to reveal him to. You will find Jesus if you are attracted by God, if you are listening to God the Father. God the Father is present in our life through creation. God the Father is present in our life through his providence. Everything. God the Father is speaking to you and teaching you. If you are attentive, listening to him, talking to you, you are drawn to him and you will encounter the son in that journey. That is the message. Do you remember the Magi, the wise men from the east? How did they find Jesus in Bethlehem? They were listening to the Father by watching the stars which he created. Allow God the Father to educate you. The Father draws us to the Son and the Son leads us back to the Father. Because if the Father is drawing you to the Son, it is because it is only through him that you go to the Father. There is a famous song, Citizens of Heaven, by Lucien Dears. Citizens of Heaven, children of the house of the Lord, we are going to the Father in the Son. Through the Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God in three persons. We are drawn by the Father to the Son. And with the Son, through the action of the Spirit, we arrive at the Father. Don't remove Jesus from the Father and the Spirit. And don't remove the Spirit from the Father and the Son. And don't remove the Father from his Son and the Spirit. As we are fed by the Word in the Eucharist, let us bear in mind that that Word became flesh and is left for us as nourishment in the Eucharist so that being fed by the Eucharist, our body is prepared for eternity at the resurrection. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall not hunger. He who believes in me shall not thirst. No one can come to me. Unless the Father draw him, and I will raise him, and I will raise him.